All right, week 12 in the books. Happy belated Thanksgiving to all Fantasy Survivor listeners. Um, always a fun podcast to record and go over, especially at 12.50 in the morning. So uh, we'll pow- power through this one. Um, joining us this week is somebody who I've known for most of my life. Um but I believe this is the first time him and Steve are meeting. I think so. Uh, After some we'll, uh, meetings, but yeah. All right. Well, so we'll turn it over. It's my brother Colby Morgan this week on the on the pod. Woo! How's it going, everybody? I hate that I'm I'm here. <sighs> kind of crazy. I mean, to be honest, I I I'm surprised your team really gritted it out the last couple of weeks. By like the oh, we've been teeth, we have been right there in the trenches. We've been fighting. I just this one was just the one I, I couldn't quite sneak through. I feel, I feel I feel like ever since the the Patrick Mahomes debacle, your team's just been fighting to get by. I feel like it was something you weren't really able to recover from. Oh yeah, but the the, I, the funniest part about that whole Patrick Mahomes debacle is that if he was not stolen from me, I would have been out that next week because I would have started him and then not had enough points. That's that true. was the Patrick Mahomes like worst week. I was say he was time. really bad. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. funny thing about. Yeah, well, actually, what I wanted to get into a little bit. Um, you brought it off a little bit off, off mic, but, um, this is like the first week where I felt like your loss, uh, was entirely in your control. Like if you just started some of the players on your bench and didn't start some of the guys you did start, you probably would still be here and Mark would go home. Yeah, I had, the difference was Mark was only a few points. And then I, I had Jalen Hurts who just had the stinker of all stinkers. And then with Derek Carr on my bench, that would have fixed that. I am um, in one of my flex spots. I put, I, I benched Josh Jacobs, who I've literally started like every single week forever. And then I benched him for Kyle Pitts because I got Mark Andrews. So I did double tight end and that failed because Kyle Pitts just pitched out on me. I thought he's going to have one of those monster games like against the Jets or the Dolphins or whoever. It was. He didn't. It was horrible. This stinks. <laughs> Yeah, he did not show up. It was an interesting strategy to play two tight ends, but I, I understand the thinking and the thought process in it. Um, I mean, Kyle Pitts just hasn't lived up to any expectations besides those two games. He's been besides kind of- those like <laughs> games where he really has that he has. Um, but yeah. uh, so going into so, so that I mean that's probably the main stuff that cost you this week. I don't think there's really much to go into other than just unfortunate decisions. Um, but I mean, yeah. I mean, and my my team letting me down. I was kind of hoping the super team would carry me. Well, yeah, way. that's that's definitely uh, my bad. But you you really can't uh, fault me when I mean my two starting running backs decided to hurt themselves. So <laughs> um, it wasn't good. I mean, uh, our team uh, to recap from last week. If those of you that don't remember, uh, the challenge was um, it was a tribal challenge, and we were splitting the two teams, and the lowest member of the lowest scoring team was going home. Um, and I was captain, and me and me, Colby and Mark were working together, and we just put up all horrible scores, and we're all in danger of going home. Um, did, did we? Did I, any one of us outscore anybody on the other team? I think. I don't think so. I think Jake's team was low scoring. I thought. I I, I thought he was. I don't remember, but yeah, Jake's team's pretty not great. Either way, it was just a horrible showing all around. Um, but I I want to ask uh, if there's anything that you kind of regret. Or like 
besides those like specific moves, like throughout the season, is there anything you regret? Oh, oh, absolutely. There's a few things. Um, what the main thing week one, uh, week one is a whole completely different game because there is nobody on waivers. Everybody's everybody's second like wide receiver two and RB two are horrible. It's like it's a complete so weird. And then Josh Jacobs goes down. I'm screwed. I need to make a big move. So immediately I trade Devontae Adams to you, Riley, for um, David Montgomery and Chase Claypool. I think oh, it was. My God, I forgot that. <laughs> I forgot about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I mean, that was I mean, that was a panic move. No one else was really going to trade with me. So I really, I, I kind of had to do that. But yeah, it would have been nice having a good wide receiver, especially because that was my main problem at the end of it and then david montgomery went down like what a week after that trade oh yeah something like that yeah that was horrible and then the next thing was when dave montgomery went down i then had to get a new running back i then spent what 300 fav on aaron jones everyone made fun of me for that yeah (laughs) (laughs) which i mean in when looking back at it I stand I, I kind of stand by that because what it's people are spending like two hundred dollars on Chubba Hubba Chubba Hubbard and, <laughs> and Henry Ruggs. I'm like if I need a running back, I can't let some some idiot outbid me, you know. I'll I'll yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be the idiot who outbids the, me. The storyline of this season was just definitely interesting uh fab choices. But again, it's most of the people's first time kind of using it. I don't know if you've played in any regular leagues that use it, Colby, but I don't think a lot of the people in here have ever used it at all. So. I hadn't, no. Yeah. no. Which I, I like it. It's better than the normal well, waivers. Yeah. Because See, I use it. I use it in my main league. I think it's just great in general for waivers. Um, instead of just resetting to the standings or just first priority and you use it, you lose it. I just like it better because you have a chance at any player you want at any given time. And like you have control over it. You know, I like, I think it's a better way to do waivers, but um, it's, it works perfectly for this type of league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, so who, what are you looking for it next year? Uh, should we do a season two? What are you trying to think that you learned this year that you're going to try to take and incorporate next year? Like oh, you, I'm going to draft so many goddamn running backs. You guys are all going to hate me. <laughs> I'll, ha- I'll have them all. I'll, ha- I'll be like an infinity gauntlet of running backs. Just so I can, I, I just can trade them all away and then actually build a good team. See, you can say that now, but you have to remember that when you're drafting with 16 people, because I, I, I think I did the same thing. I had like the first overall pick, and I dra- I took McCaffrey, and then like I there was like 42 picks or 32 picks before <laughs> my next one, and it, it just came around, and I'm like, all right, pick number two is Robert Woods because there's just nobody <laughs> else around. <laughs> That that's true. At that point, it does get bad, but I do I do think there's nothing more important, and it's what everyone looks for as soon as fast as possible. It's the first thing everyone wants is like, oh, I need me a running back. So if I can have that down, I'll be in a much better position than everybody else. It it that is funny. Interesting to think about the the shift from how the early game started to the late game. Like I don't know if you guys remember, but those first couple of weeks we were bringing up constantly that you need at least one really good quarterback or your season's kaput. Now I feel like that's not an issue anymore. We're at the point like in real fantasy football where um, with the 
less number of teams, there's always a couple of good quarterbacks hanging around that you can plug in and play mm-hmm. as opposed to early on when they were like, if you missed one person, you were screwed. And more importantly, you can't get carried by one player anymore. Like let's say when there's 16 teams, your quarterback puts up 30, that's essentially enough points. No matter what, you'll be fine. Your entire team could die it. And you won't be the worst scoring team, but by the end of it, you kind of need everybody putting up double digits. Yeah, it almost comes down to less how good your team is, too, and more about matchups again. It almost turns into, like, regular fantasy football strategy because everyone's team is really good. Like, I, my team probably had the biggest advantage in, like, week 8 and 9 and 10 when it was really good and no one else was. But now um, I might have, like, one. I, I still have one of the better teams, but it's, like, Tim's projected similar amount of points as me at this point. Hey, JT. That's literally the reason and all my fault. Also your fault. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to, to uh, while you're on here, uh, we talked a little off mic kind of about uh, almost your character level of the season. I feel like you were <laughs> the fan favorite. Um, everyone who wasn't in the league was probably loving the drama you were causing and the beef that was happening. The first question I think we have to address live on the pod is what went into the Hunter vote and how that all went down. Oh, the Hunter vote, I feel like, was so easy. And I feel I was expecting all the votes to land on Hunter. And I was very surprised when I was the only one. He had Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Tom Brady at the time. And it was still like, what, like 12 teams left? So having those three, you're kind of set. And not to, And then he also had the most fab out of everybody you could have voted for. It makes that actually does make sense. <laughs> With yeah. both of those things true, I was very confused why he did not receive another vote. I think everyone else just went after the idol. I think that was the the main yeah, and, the, and the idol idol doesn't scare me at all. I mean, you what you really can't you have no idea when your team's gonna absolutely dog it on you. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I mean, it makes sense in theory. What were how did you feel when it came through and you got out your intended target? Oh, that was that was wild. I was, I was like, I was popping off. I think I got a noise complaint actually. <laughs> that was probably the single best move of the season, if I had to say so myself. That was a great move. Do that was a great move. At least, at least, uh, unlike me, you could control the vote and you were able to actually get out your target. Unlike, <laughs> unlike when I was able to sway and get all contestants to vote for you and you still dodge and weave um i think that's something we also have to talk about uh so is it true for the pod that you straight up took my info i i reached out to you tried to use a little plan and you just straight up broke my trust right away what happened there walk us through it oh yeah but that also i feel like i also hit the i told um jake that like you were gunning for him but this was when we were talking about it was to either ditch camara or lamar Uh and i was trying i was trying to one make a trade that post that i was the person on his side there and so that i was going to try to move the votes the way that he wanted Mm -hmm. and then he said he would rather lose like Lamar to Camara, so like then I, I tried to like propose a trade that would like get me Camara, so like because I needed a running back at the time. It all kind of fell through and didn't matter. <laughs> but the whole thing was to be that I was supposed to be his buddy. 
That, Which it, it didn't work because he immediately we're talking about you, me breaking your trust immediately. He broke my trust just as fast. See, yeah, see, it makes sense um, in theory. So uh, for the listeners, what kind of happened was I think we brought this up uh, already on the pod, but just to recap, um, when we, me, Colby, and Corey won a challenge, and we got to make Drake. I'll try to scroll back from the text. Uh, yes, and we, uh, Colby actually had the brilliant idea. Still, I stand by that this was the best play was to make him drop Kamara because he didn't have a better running back to put in. So, like, it made sense. Um, and then I was like, all right, so, like, guys, hear me out. Like, we're dropping his player. We're making him weak this week. Like, let's let's see if we can get him out maybe. And, like, like Corey just said what he did. Um, but then, like he said, he made a trade with Jake. And to me, that was, like, red flag, red flag. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? We just had a plan. We brought up. And then all of a sudden he's trading for Lamar and doing this and that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he's working with Jake, even though he says he might not. So I reached out to him and got some intel and turned out Colby was not on my side at all. So that's where the beef came from. And once I won immunity, I had to turn it on you. Yeah, and that's also I, – I doubled down too. It was you, – you had the chance of not getting that immunity. And I right. – it was – I messaged – I think it was Mark who was right there. I was, no, it was Corey. It was Corey? Yep. I, I messaged him to see if he wanted – um. <laughs> Henderson over his um like the 49ers RB2 to try to guarantee those points. It wouldn't have mattered again, wouldn't have mattered. Just be oh. overthinking things. But see, I respect the the survivor like trying to play the game of survivor from you, which scared me. I was like, I can't have this. I can't have this scheme against me. And to be fair, I probably think I probably would have gotten the most votes if I didn't win immunity. I think everyone still would have probably voted for me for the most part. Everyone should have. I mean, I don't know what other kind of what other shot we're, they're getting at this yeah. point. But now, hey, now things have changed. You never know. Um, now my team's really – I mean, the lost its two best players. Bandaged so. up. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, yeah, who, who, so who are you pulling for at the end of the day? Who do you want to win? Oh. Okay, so that's a complicated question because I know a few things. I know I don't want it to be Corey. That's the first thing. I know. <laughs> Corey's dead to me. That was messed up what you did, and you'll you'll never be forgiven for that. Um, and then Steve, I'm sorry, you can't win either. I, it, to me, it's it's zero surprising that the guy who knew all the rules going in oh, somehow ended up in the best spot. That's not surprising to me. Okay, so but you, be, you to, might as well lose. To be fair, uh, <laughs> to be fair, my co-host over here also knew all the rules going in. I should have won. That's embarrassing for him. <laughs> I should have won. <laughs> yeah, I agree. With um, you. I think it says more about him than it does about me. I agree. All right. So I, I would say I was rooting for Tim to come back in. I liked that. He didn't get to play at all, and then when he got to play, he seems really making the most of it. He's kind of talking a lot. He's still making a lot of moves. But he also seemed to be anti-me, essentially, as soon after I was pro-him. So I was, again, very confused as to where everyone's so mean to me. Uh, we'll say that my number one is... Uh... No, we'll, we'll say Tim. We'll say Tim. I was going to say Mark. I'm going to say Tim. See, the, the Tim thing pisses me off just because he's doing really well in a different fetish league that we're in, and it makes me mad that he's doing well in both of them for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, blame Steve. That's his fault. Well, if the Tim wins, I don't have to pay next year. So, 
also phenomenal. stupid. I thought he was going to give that to me after I was. I, I rallied him back in. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't vote for him. I had mean, well, no power. Well, I don't remember if he brought this up on the pod, Colby, but he. I don't know if you knew that he mentioned that he thought. Yeah, he thought he thought I was out. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I have Colby's boat to get back in," and then I had to like be like, "Dude, you're an idiot." <laughs> Love it. That was so funny. All right, well, yeah, that's I all I got. Yeah, just about everything we have. Colby, thanks for hanging around. You could stick around if you want, break everything down, but you don't have to. It's been a blast. I don't know if I have anything else to add, but. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's a great time. Oh, actually, I do want to say one more thing. And this is just um, a survivor fantasy football-wise. I feel like if we, like in the future, like they should try like integrating different types of like challenges. Because a lot of them are just, oh, who can score the most points? But like we're always trying to do that anyway. Like we haven't like really changed our goal. But what if it was like, oh, try to have the best player at this position or try to have the best um, like, or try to win your wide receiver matchup against like the other player you're placing. Just so like you can be like, oh, I don't need a running back this week. You you really do. We could make a trade like that. Yeah, I that, just think that'd be interesting. That makes sense. Uh, I definitely plan on after this is all over, either making polls or just asking around uh, for everyone in the league, just like things I didn't like. Do you want more survivor elements? Do you want more? Uh, more voting, like I don't know those types of balances because it was hard. Uh, obviously, oh, yeah, first, absolutely. First real time we're doing this, um, but like that, I agree with you. I want more like wacky stuff, like mm-hmm. yeah, as much as you can, to, but but like still having the concept of fantasy football in there, but still yeah. making it different. I agree. I'm definitely open to tweaking it for sure. All right. Well, thanks for joining and. Uh... Talk to you later. <laughs> Thank you so much. The Travis Wilson. <laughs> All right. So um, moving on, let's just quickly wrap up everything that went down. Um, so we, Steve, you briefly touched upon what the challenge was last week, but I guess we can do another brief recap. Um, it was uh, a snake draft between the uh, two teams. It was Steve's team and Jake's team to pick which was the highest – the highest scoring team of that those two drafted got fab lowest scoring team of the lowest scoring uh lowest scoring player on the lowest scoring team is the one who, who got the boot so the teams were steve colby and mark with colby going home and then the winning team was uh cory jake and tim yeah uh, that's basically how it all went down um i was captain and i thought jake having the first pick was a huge advantage getting to pick Corey, um because then i just had to choose between like no i didn't think anyone else was really good at that point uh turns out tim probably would have been the smart pick uh but what are you gonna do um my team survived i mean i well i survived my team definitely didn't survive we lost a good man in colby but uh they got the fab that's what's big um i no longer have the most fab in the league which we can talk about when we get into the waiver wire uh but yeah that's big 25 dollars for them so congrats yeah all right, uh, well, and just going into the talk around the league, um, the two biggest things uh, that affected everyone's fantasy football league ironically affected your team the most. Um, the number one overall 
pick and the number two overall pick, Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook, respectively, um, are both out with substantial injuries. Christian McCaffrey out for the year. Dalvin Cook, um, it seems like he's going to be week to week with a shoulder injury. So those are your two starting running backs. Uh, so how are you coping with this? Well, it's definitely not good. I mean, we were talking to Colby before we started recording, and I traded away Jonathan Taylor and Joe Mixon, like who are probably the next two best running backs. So I was like, well, I have McCaffrey and Cook. Like, I might as well upgrade other positions. I don't really need these guys. And now not having them kind of kills me. Like, now all of a sudden my team's kind of in danger, especially this week when I have Devontae Adams on by too. I'm down my three best players all of a sudden. So it's definitely something that's not easy. I mean, uh, skipping ahead to the waiver wire quickly, I mean, I made sure I could get uh, Madison. I'm bid more than anybody else had just to uh, have an insurance policy until Dalvin comes back. So that's a huge way I'm going to try and deal with it. Um, but luckily, just in general, I think my team's talented enough to try and survive a week or two without those guys and make some moves from it. Um, I'm definitely going to have to rely uh, a bit more on um, – on Josh Jacobs and Daryl Henderson that I would have wanted. But now, see, I liked having Tyree Kill as more of, like, the guy in my lineup who could just score 40. But now I need him to be good. <laughs> yeah. If he's not good. If he has his, like, three-point games, I could be in trouble. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, let's break down the waiver wire. We actually don't need to hear from future Steve this week because everything processed, which is huge. Yeah, we had a normal elimination. Everything was on time. So, sorry. For the fans out there who love to hear from future Steve, but it's just going to be present Steve and Riley today. Yeah. So biggest purchase was uh, was coming from you for twenty nine bucks, picking up Alexander Madison. Um, Something I just had to do. Yeah, I was going to say not not too flashy, but you kind of have to do it. You know, the production you're going to get out of Madison is going to be at least the poor man's Dalvin Cook. He's going to mirror him pretty close, um, which is huge. the other funny ones I wanted to call out were uh, Mark was able to pick up Chuba Hubbard again for zero dollars. <laughs> he just can't quit Chuba. It's always nice to have him around. Can't get enough uh, Chuba for Mark. Yeah. Um, you, you were able to pick, and Mark was also able to pick up Clyde Edwards Alaire, which was definitely going to help him at the running back spot. We always bring up every week that the running back running back is probably the spot he's the weakest in. So that that's a nice little RB2 for him to have. Um. Also want to touch upon um, team Tim Jackson was able to get Jalen Hurts, Mark Andrews, and Marquise Brown this week, um, and Joe Burrow, which, again, we, we, we were saying that getting fab and like learning how to use the fab has really been something that everyone's kind of grown accustomed to. And I think there's no better example than with Tim, who coming in – being voted out first and then coming back in where he can finally use the fab he's playing it pretty smart uh much more because he's able to kind of watch everybody else's mistakes so i've been pretty impressed with that yeah i mean he got all the guys you were saying most of them for free and he spent i think five bucks or no six bucks on mark andrews so being able to maneuver his way to getting those good players basically for nothing and keep most of his fab where i had i ended up dropping most of my fab just to upgrade my team because I just needed players at that point. I tried traded everyone away because I was so confident in my team that I needed to get like the DeAndre Swifts, Daryl Hendersons, and Montgomery. Now now my plan is just to go matchups. You know, if somebody has a good matchup with between those guys, I play them. You know, that's kind of what we were talking about with Colby. It's like it's coming down to the wire now where it's 
less about almost having a good team and more about matchups again because everyone's teams are good. So the more good players you have, the better at this point. Yeah, I, I also wanted to point out that you're able to get Josh Jacobson as your flex, who, as, as my dad pointed out uh, when we were watching the game today or uh, last week, Josh Jacobs is like the only guy in the NFL right now who's a pure runner running back who has yet to get a, like over 100 yards. Yeah, he's like, like, he had his still. best game of the season last last week, and he only had 87 yards. Yeah, seriously. Hopefully he comes through for me this week because I need him too. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, yep, definitely excited to see how this all plays out. Uh, do you want to look ahead? Let us know what we got going on this week. Uh, yeah, this week uh, is a simpler idea of a challenge. Um, straightforward elimination. The lowest score this week will be eliminated. Um, and then in terms of the challenge, um, it's actually going to be a gambling challenge. I hope that sounds fun to someone else besides me out there. I know I'm looking forward to it. But um, for those, actually, this, it actually worked out because everyone who's left actually has some fab for the first time too. So that was perfect for this. Um, but how it's going to work is you can gamble as much fab as you have left, as much as you want of it, uh, as to whether or not you'll be one of the top two highest scoring teams this week. And if you are, you will double your money. And if you lose, you lose your money, just like a, a bet, just like an old bet. So, for example, I have $11 fab left. Um, I could bet all 11 that I'll be a top two team. If I am, I will have $22 after it. If I lose, I will have $0. Um, and everyone could bid as much as they want or do as much as they want with it. Um, fab's kind of crucial now at this point. So it'll be interesting to see how everyone kind of kind of devies out how they bid on that. And then, in addition, whoever has the highest scoring player in the starting lineup this week, uh, we'll get to seal a player from the eliminated team before they hit the waivers. So um, they'll just basically have first choice. They'll get a free player off the team eliminated before uh, everyone else can and won't have to have any uh, have to spend any fab on them. So that's what we got coming up this week. That'll be great. Excited to see how that all plays out. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah. I think that that just about covers it. Who do you think is going to be facing elimination this week? Um. He he's a huge fan of the podcast. Uh, today he mentioned to us how it's his most listened to podcast on Spotify. But I think it's time for Mark, man. I think his team, it's good on paper, but is it good enough? I don't know. I mean, it really is going to come down, down to the game time decision of does J.D. McKissick play? Because if he <laughs> plays, all bets are off. Yeah, and it it not- doesn't matter if Debo plays or not. Does JD McKissick play? Does, yeah, honestly. Because if he does, JD will probably piss us all off and carry him to another survive the week. But yeah, honestly, where's the? This is a different podcast, but where's JD McKissick's MVP awards buzz? Honestly, he should deserve it. That's yeah, cool. it's been great. Um, yeah, I I was also looking at Mark. I I also wanted to kind of uh, touch upon um, Jake's team as well. Um, he has a lot of guys who are projected pretty high. Um, but if you look at the names on here, uh, like Miles Gaskin, CD Lamb, DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, these are guys who have kind of been, uh, Justin Herbert as well, guys who have kind of been underperforming as of late. Um, and, and even though they're, they're always projected pretty high points, I feel like they never really pan out as much as they, uh, have been granted. He still has Joe Mixon and Najee Harris who could have just monster games and, 
like carry single-handedly carry him, but he'd be another team to watch out for. Yeah, exactly. His team didn't really perform last week either, so wonder if it's gonna bounce back or not. Yeah, we'll just have to see. All right, well, we'll definitely see as we come along. Steve, maybe you'll be eliminated. That'd be fun to have two eliminated hosts of the podcast. Yeah, it'll be fun for not me, but I can see why it'd be fun for you. I guess that makes sense. (laughs) It's definitely the first time where I'm going into a week not feeling great. (laughs) Like, I don't feel very secure uh, with my position in this game. I genuinely think that Corey and Tim might actually have better teams than me, which isn't great. But hey, we got to fight to survive. Got to go overcome adversity. It's never easy. Yeah, you have to see. All right. Well, let uh let let everyone know where they can find us. Uh, you can check us out on at Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and the good old TikTok. We'll have some TikToks coming to you. Uh, we'll have these podcasts being dropped. Hopefully, another Hoop Beans episode next week. Um, and then hopefully. Uh, we'll have our quarterbacks coming out on Friday. We already recorded that one, so that'll be fun. Uh, so, yeah, make sure to stay tuned to all that. All right, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Have a good week, everybody.